Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. Sober Exposure, Jennifer Wilde. And the only song I have in my head right now is Ooh, Witchy Woman. And uh, she's not going to like that at all. So, all right, here's my drum roll. This is a steel tongue drum. It makes very spiritual sounds. We'll get to that in a minute. But yes, your drum roll, Beth Lynch, back to sober exposure, back by popular demand. One of my most downloaded episodes didn't even have to do with sobriety. It had to do with Beth. But okay, so I don't even know how to describe what you do, who you are, whatever. And you're here for a reason. I invited you on because um, I've come out with some things uh, we talked about. I don't like to use the word relapse. The word is making a decision to go out and use, basically. I mean, that's a whole other episode. But anyway, I'm in a spiritual rut. Okay, so when you're in a spiritual rut and you don't have that connection, um, you're miserable, whether you're an addict or not. If you don't have any sense of spirituality or the universe in you and you're all about the material world, that equals a miserable fucking person. So Beth Lynch is a professional at, I don't know. I just know that whenever you talk, I feel spiritual. I know you're, you're a medium and that shit ain't bullshit either because I'll tell you, I talked about this and I'm going to let you talk, but this was all the last episode about all the shit that you channeled with dead people in my life, which was freaking crazy. So um, just give us a little lowdown of who you are and then we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Hi, Beth. Hey, well, I am a, you know, normal. <laughs> no way. We won't use the word. Normal. Nobody's normal. Nobody in my world, at least. I was a young girl confused. I was a teenager dealing with, a, you know, confusion and even some addictive behavior, young 20s. And now I'm I've learned through um, I'm an intuitive, a medium, obviously one who mediates between what is spirit or higher frequency and what is physical. I like to keep it pretty natural when I explain we mediate that's what we're doing and we mediate because we trust and we've learned that that trust has changed our own lives or we shouldn't be in the mediation area that's right yeah don't like when I've said that but and so I help people you know um get to that understanding because I had to kind of crawl through it through grief of loss of my parents and in a short time and my mom on the train Amtrak train crash way back 28 years September 22nd, 28 years, a dream that woke me and told she was dead, changed my life. So through the grief, I became, this is where I've evolved to. And this is where I want to help people understand. And mental wellness has become a big part of my work, which surprised me because I didn't feel like an expert in it by any means. So, (laughs) Right. So basically, we grow and find ourselves through our pain, pretty much. So how did the the death of your mother is that what made you realize that you could that you see dead people sorry <laughs> when i went to that movie and how long ago was that movie out i see dead people 20 I, years 
Yeah, I remember it was the only movie me and my husband ever went to. He's not a movie person. Fine, I like I'll go alone. And and anyways, we were sitting there, and we takes me to this movie, and all of a, the first five minutes, I start bawling, and he's like, "God, are you okay?" I go, "I finally feel normal." Oh, I love it. I get what he's getting, you know. And so my own evolution was through those moments, and I dreamt the night my mother died that a voice woke me up and said she died. And it was at the same time I found out as time evolved that it was the same time of the accident. But that's what made me start to feel, you know, easily say I went into maybe depression and, you know, confusion about life and God and who takes and why them and why this and why Trump tragedy. And so I went through the questions, you know, in my head about grief and, and not just, I was pissed at life. I mean, let's face it, you know, and pissed at God. A God, about blaming God. I was raised Catholic. So, you know, you blame God, you get, oh, God gave me this. Thank you. No, God is not up there giving us anything or this world would not be a mess. But it is a frequency, an aspect of our own eternal essence and spirit that reconnected me through a visit with a medium a year after my mom passed. And her first words were, your mother and spirit, young lady, you're not using your gifts and abilities. You're going to help others like me someday. And I'm looking, thinking in my head, this bitch is crazy. Because I ain't doing that. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I, knew I sensed and new things. But that was my head space. I was like, I didn't get it. But that kicked my butt, mm. Jen. It kicked me into wanting to understand more. So I saw something on classes about tarot. And I mentored with this woman for two years. And the first thing she said to me was, that you didn't know tarot was a spiritual tool. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what spiritual means anymore. You know, is it Catholic? Is it Jewish? Is it God? Is it... What is it? Because no one's making it make any sense to me, you know, and if anything, mm. it makes you pull away. Right. right. You're confused. What now when you were when you were a kid, I talked to a lot of mediums and they're like when they were a kid, they would hear things or whatever. And it would be an annoyance actually to them. And it would like it, they would be like, why am I cursed with this? Are you one of those people that like just keep hearing spirits all around you all the time? And you're like, go away. Ugh, you're annoying. Or I don't feel like hanging out with you tonight. Go away, you crazy spirit. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I didn't understand it, I was more wide open like that and things would scare me. And I used to have this mean man and I would literally feel it in my feet. Like, I guess now I would relate it to an anxious anxiety feeling. I didn't know at the time when I was little Um, and it would go right through my body and he'd hover over me, literally. And he Mm -hmm. looked like the devil. I did not know who this man, I just titled him the mean man. I was too scared to tell my parents about him. They think, what would they think? A lot of people, mediums were put in the same asylums years ago because people thought they were crazy. We all hear voices. We all have aspects of consciousness. Now that was a very strong entity that as I evolved and he got to come like maybe once a year where he would come a few times a month for many years and I would just pray and he'd go away. What I didn't realize was that low frequency was picking up on me being open and they hover. They are around. So we're not crazy when we talk about voices. We're not. And I, yeah, I, I, I wish that I had a guy that was coming around like that, but no, you have to be a particular kind of guy. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you know, I had to get my annoying joke in there. Us, hover over us and, you know, in, in uh-huh. bed a child you could watch me in bed anytime. All right. I'm talking about frigging spirits and dead people. So, yeah, just in time for Halloween, this is one of the reasons why, you know, everyone around Halloween starts talking about spirits and blah, 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 blah. And last month was the anniversary, three year anniversary of my mother's death. And 
you uh, the the ring story. I don't know if you remember the ring story where I had a crackhead steal my mother's engagement ring, and then you did my reading, and you said my mom said don't worry about the ring because it was a ring that was in the family for fifty years, and so that also you kept saying I'm just I'm I'm giving your credibility again for people that haven't. Heard. Beth told me um, about a brother that was screaming to me, and I was like, "You're like, but you had he had a brother," and I was like, "I don't know what the fuck she's talking about." I found out like six months later that this this guy died who I dated and I dated both the brothers and one of them was murdered. Do you remember that? And then and you kept telling me about a brother and then you kept telling me you see a gas station and a big you know shooting at a gas station. What you described was exactly the gas station that I used to, you know, caught my dope. So like, yeah, but that's the real freaking deal. Um. So when we're not connected spiritually and a lot of people, most people that listen to my show were, were in recovery, were recovering addicts. Me, I just had, you know, an episode that pretty much broke my soul. Um, and we're talking about the relapse and it, the, the decision to go out and use again. Um, so I just feel so disconnected to the spirit, guilt, shame, all those disgusting feelings that we have. Um, where where and how does somebody connect again once they lose that mm. i mean i was miss crystal woman you know I, I still love my singing bowls and we'll get into the meditation but what would you suggest to someone that is just coming back into recovery or just getting over a breakup or just feels like they freaking want to go crazy um now it's going to be getting dark earlier that causes a lot of depression how do you connect to the spirit again you know first of all it's an intention and I say some people can set an intention to do, make a commitment every day to connect, whether it's nature, keep it simple, nature, slow breathing. I love what I call the breath, breath check every 15 minutes. If you deal with depression or anxiety, remember, it starts with intention, an intention to, you know, sit and connect, keep it simple. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Sometimes I like what I call the breath checks. I do this with a lot of people that are dealing with anxiety. Anxiety is actually a rush through the body, through the nervous system of the body trying to go up in frequency. Let's start looking at these diseases, disease. I'm not calling it disease. The spirit world does not agree with that, but a disease of the mind and or, and or body. So wait, the spirit world doesn't agree in disease? It absolutely does not. Explain. Because when we when we label it a disease, we now are giving up our power. When we look at it as dis-ease, we can state, sorry, the dog's barking. The we, state, we love dogs here. Okay, so it's, you're at, at dis-ease. Yeah, at dis-ease, we're just saying the mind is not at ease. So let's choose to make the mind at ease. For one person, slowing the breath within 30 seconds to three minutes, and this, there's scientists, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I think he's amazing. He brings it down to the science and the spirit. I love him. I love how he puts it. And he's, you know, knows his business on the medical side too. And that's so important with this because everything is frequency. And in your higher nature and frequency, you are not in dis-ease. You are not in your soul will not be depressed. So you're, when you say that connection, you're right. It's the disconnect that creates this. So stay, not stay 100% connected all the time. Don't even try to do that. Just stay aware of the connection. That shifts the frequency immediately. You go up a few notches then. 
So if I'm feeling like shit, just this is exactly what they teach you in AA. I mean, just, you know, the higher power and all that stuff. Just feeling like shit. Just maybe even if you don't know who you're connecting to or whatever, get outside and just have the intention. Nature is the closest we will feel. Divine or the, the universal connection or the higher power. We all have an aspect of that consciousness. We all have it. And what a lot of people, I think, spirituality confuses people about. And one thing I've learned in the connections over 28 years um, is, and for my own personal healing, too, is the spirit encompasses our intuition. For goodness sake, that's our survival. Our intuition is not just this conversation and channeling mom. It's survival down here. So when we trust our intuitive nature, it's also our creative nature our spirit holds how we're going to express creatively music art what ah it touches the soul of people that's why it can make you know think about when people this is a great metaphor i use when you look at people who do their album and it hits the multi-platinum and all the places you could possibly go in music right the highest place that first album the emotion they wrote from their diary they they wrote from their paint and then they gotta do it again well now now, a lot of that has been a process of healing. They can't just sit there and do that. So that pressure, that intellectual starts to hit. And I can't. And what am I going to do if I can't? And all the letdowns. Think about some of the things you've shared with me. You know, I, um, you know, I'm the, and I can't and I don't, you know, don't put yourself in that expectation. A lot of times in recovery, I have found working with the people I've worked with for with meditation to use the spirit is your expectations let them be just want to love yourself more today than you did yesterday keep it simple connect every day to nature if you can't go outside go into your inner mind imagine that vacation we all have imagined a vacation we want to go on it's beautiful our cells start to respond to that your inner visualization is very powerful these are the things you have to do Right. Journal. Not everybody's a journaler. I don't mm-hmm. like to journal. No, I I can't I won't write. I can't write. I, I, know, I I'm I don't like it. But boy, you give me a put on my recording app and I can go blah, 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 yeah. you know, because that's what I do. And I can listen back and go, ooh, that was a moment and kind of giggle and laugh and go, wow, you know, I need to address this maybe a little more. Talk to yourself. We're doing it anyway. Okay. Um, a couple of a couple of things on the agenda that I want to get to. <laughs> agenda like i'm so organized i never i never i never plan my shows out they just happen how they happen but i guess i'm going to get to it right now i wanted to get to some fun stuff and see if you can channel some people or if you could feel it you know anything let's let's do that first and then we'll get to the stuff that's going to be that's going to piss a lot of people off but all right so just just to have some fun just to lighten up lighten it up a little bit because things have been pretty pretty dark and um it's it is almost halloween and do do you can you channel people i know you can channel over like yeah. this are you willing to do that real quick like a, a two-minute channeling yeah and as you're talking i keep hearing the name peter so i don't know where that who's peter but do you have a peter in spirit or i have a i have a pete that's in my life oh okay but well, he's who's... not in spirit yet i hope not he just relapsed <laughs> well, who's the closest to him in spirit do you guys have a mutual friend or something because no. that's you might call out no that's calling out peter's name though that's somebody in spirit or 
knows that you know him. They watch over. Your people meet each other up there. It's an amazing green room meet and greet all the time going on up there. Meet and greets. I always love when I think yeah, of it. That's yeah. awesome. Maybe, maybe somebody is warning me to watch, not watch over him, but Pete, Pete's not doing well, which is interesting. I just talked to him yesterday. Well, you know, maybe Pete needs to, to listen to this show and understand why maybe he isn't. Look at addiction is a frequency. You have to come out of the frequency. Okay. Addiction is a frequency. That's okay. It. And you have to get out of the frequency. Uh, explain that to, to, in layman's terms. Well, when you look at any dis, everything has vibrate, you know, Nikola Tesla. You want to understand the secrets of the universe? His quote, not mine. You have to think in these terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. Whether we're talking about something happy, it's a happy higher frequency. Are we talking about the lower area? In the lower frequencies, that's where, in the very lowest frequency is evil. The evil frequency basically is not saying you're evil or a person's evil. They're saying that you are, there's an expression here that, um, how do I explain it? Evil is the lowest form of human expression to oneself or another. So anything we look at that we would label evil, evil, look at it in that definition. Then you move up the ladder to some of the more the split, where this, where the bipolar and schizophrenia complete split from the spirit. Schizophrenia is is according to spirit a complete separation. Bipolar is not complete separation. It's when the low frequencies are. That happened. I'll, I'll fix this. Hold on. So, so I, I got to say technology is valuable and Beth and I just got cut off. So I'm not sure where you got cut off. Uh, but we were talking about frequencies and a low frequency is evil, but doesn't mean the person's evil. It just, it's, it's just a, a dark frequency. It's like an ugly, it's like, I guess it's like an ugly energy, like a bad form of human expression possible to oneself or another lowest form Say that one more time. Lowest form of expression to oneself or an human expression to oneself or another. So the lowest form of human expression to oneself or another. Mm -hmm. So you, if you're in that frequency, those kind of actions can happen. All we got to do is turn on the news and we can see that those things happen. Things that are unimaginable to children, to, to women in the but world and getting being victim so yeah it, that yeah it's a it's a frequency and when you go up the ladder you know it's, it's not it's an understanding to help people understand mental health and wellness more than you know this is this is things i've experienced in in cases working in healing you know and i've gotten these words and these messages so and it's never changed so and I think this for me, I know when I'm in a low frequency and not connected like I am now, this is why I'm I'm so connected to my my bowls and my sound healing, because that's what does it for me. So like, I, you know, I started I started with this um, steel tongue drum. And I mean, obviously, I'm no Dave Grohl. I'm not a musician. I'm not John Bonham. But just these beautiful sounds. Frequency. It raises you as you play them. I could sit there for like a half hour when I'm, you know, depressed or whatever, and just do that and get into myself and just like, that's meditation, right? Very meditative. Anything with tone and creative expression is meditative. Anything. That's where you have to align yourself that every day. What I know when I've worked with people with depression, they'll say, well, I lay in bed all day. And I'm like, you may have, you put your foot on the floor, take a breath. 
say I got this. Mm -hmm. Say I got this. Say something that gets you to giggle at yourself and raise your frequency to give you the energy to do what you need to do. There's different, you know, there's different frequencies of this too. Some are much more severe than others. Someone who gets anxiety a few times a month to someone who gets it a few times a day. You have to really, you know, three weeks of really clearing tension to making connection to yourself is always enough to prove it to anyone I've ever worked with that, wow, I did do this. I don't get anxiety or when I do, I'm catching it now. See, the problem is we're addicts and we want what we want when we want it so quickly. And so the best way for me to change my frequency when I my best way to change my frequency is to put a substance in my body and then I change my frequency. Yeah. But you're actually dropping your frequency. Suppressing. Yeah, you know that. And when you get out of so where you want to look at addiction, it's down in the low. Your spirit, your soul is not an addictive place. Your person, our person, personalities are crazy. You know, they're fun. They're they have a there's a lot of goodness in a personality, but a personality in a low frequency will have addictive behavior. I've, I've experienced it. And I mean, I was, you know, rocking and rolling in my 20s down in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah, you were. The button south. I know. Yeah. That's how we met through a friend, Julie Guy, our good oh, friend, yeah. Julie we Guy. Rocking and rolling, you know, back then. And so I remember coming out of it and saying, you know, outgrowing maybe that and then having to get, you know, you can't sit and drink a bottle of wine. I've had every night, you know, I've had that, those desires. I've had to walk away from people in my life because of substance. And it wasn't them. Because the substance still found me, you know, I, I have experienced addictive behavior and it is, it's a, it's a desire of low frequency. That's why we got to go back to frequency. I want to be in a high frequency desire. Just say those words, write those words down. I want to, let's put this on the screen. I I want to be, I choose because want actually energizes. It's not there. Law of attraction. That mother is working no matter what way you think. That law of attraction is going to work if you say, I need. Ah, need is energizing. It's not there. Want is energizing. It's not there. I choose to release from the energy of any addictive behavior is powerful. I am open that to is. higher desire. I Ex- love that. I love that. That's awesome. Higher desire experiences and relationships. I really feel people should write that down. I well, we're going to, yeah, we're going to put that in the street. It's very important. And I, I think that um, if I was chanting that perhaps before um, that dreaded day that I got my hair done and there was a kava bar right next to my hair salon and uh, my hair was done, I looked great. And there were some cute boys in the kava bar and I said, hey, it's just tea, you know? Maybe yeah, if I, I would have. Is I see a lot. Of, what is it? A high caffeine tea? No, oh no, it's like a root. Um, kava and kratom. What are they? They're like roots, right? Yeah, it's a root. It's a root, and it gets you high. And kratom is. It it mirrors the effects of opiates, so you know all this California sober shit. This is why I scream against it, because um, you know I I drank the Kool Aid and I drank the. It dropped you back into the frequency. And then what happened? You were in the frequency and the addictive behavior, like a monster took over. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, You you, got to look at it like that, right? That's what happened. That's why even some of these high energy drinks that are advertised, um, it really scares me because a lot of, I work with a lot of 20 year olds 
and 30 year olds that come because of anxiety. And guess what? They're drinking, you know, three of those a day. What do you think your nervous system's doing? It's amping up, but your frequency is low. You can't, you'll get anxiety because your frequency trying to go up is what anxiety is, according to the spirit world. So it's actually anxiety can be a good thing. When you look at it that way, doesn't it change the whole effect of it? Oh, it's a good thing. It's telling me my frequency wants to go up. Okay, I'm going to assist that. I'm going to slow down. Right then, you go right to that lower belly. Go there right now. Your lower belly most likely is clenched. Release it. because the low belly is the emotional chakra area. that's the sacral right and that baby forms between 6 and 12 and that's where addiction literally starts let's talk about that i want to talk about that and those how, how do you explain a chakra to somebody this is like i don't know how to explain it a chakra basically is an energetic doorway um viewed or sensed through spiral energy which everything is spiraling um, and it's where the frequency of all our thoughts and feelings transmit from conscious mind and subconscious mind to into the body, okay, and hitting the nervous system. The nervous system and endocrine system are the two major transporters of these frequencies into the body, connecting to the chakras. So the mind-body-spirit connection is so really misunderstood, I think. The words are used and I don't think people get it. Your mind, you know, your mind carries these frequencies into the body. This, it should be spirit, mind, body, because the spirit holds the highest frequency possible, which energizes through the heart doorway or chakra. You know, when people see auras, what they're seeing, the, what the chakras are all resonating, what color. I don't wow. see, I've probably seen three my whole understanding you don't you don't get to see auras i know that some people can see them people say they see auras. i'm like "Ah." i have seen three or four and it's all of a sudden it's just this major glow around someone in all times it was someone who was truly almost like i'm learning from them kind of moment where gold white was around them and it was just like me going oh my god you know i was in awe it's it's the spirit and understanding it is raises your frequency it makes you high in a natural way I see a lot of auras when I when I microdose mushrooms. No, I'm just kidding. I've never done. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, that, that was a couple episodes back. We talked about that. So, all right. Real quick. I just I, I want to get back to um, the medium aspect of it and then the meditation and then the controversy just for two more seconds, because this is so fun and I love this. What are you feeling? And now what do you feel? We had Pete. Now, are you getting any anything else? Yeah, and it was right before you said that. And I thought, oh, we're going back to mediumship. And you would just, then you said it because I saw someone handing you a guitar and I felt like they either gave you a guitar or you played guitar with them. Or I don't even know that you do play guitar. I don't, my son. Oh, oh. You always find guitars. There, there's somebody that, that that might be dead that I don't know about. You got a friend. You got a friend. Um, And I don't know where the name Dave is going to fall into place, but that is. That's my brother. Oh, well, does your brother have a friend that played guitar? Because if they're trying to make you understand. I don't know. No. I mean, my brother plays guitar. Okay. I hope he's, I, I haven't talked to him in a couple of days. I hope he's not dead. No, he's probably not. But when you got somebody in spirit lining up some little details like that, they're, they're actually acknowledging your brother. Now, yes, you're the one sitting here. Someone who knows your brother probably knows you. So, you know, there's some connection here. You're, oh, you're probably your mother. 
Your mother would know you, your brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's your mom. That's your mom. And as I was getting something, when you mentioned the ring, um, I don't know what that ring in question that we discussed looked like, but I was seeing, and I'm still seeing this piece of either jade or turquoise, old kind of stone. And it's very clear that turquoise blue with lines in it. And I, I've kept seeing, I've seen it more than once. So I don't know if there's a piece of jewelry you have like that or something. Very, very flat stone. It's a stone. I can see it. There was a sapphire that was lost a long time ago that my dad got my mother. So now this is more of that stone. Bluish with the lines in it. That's how detailed it is. Wow. That's interesting. My mother hated crystals. She didn't believe in them. She didn't hate them. She just she didn't understand them. Um, what's that turquoise? Is that turquoise that looks like that? Am I explaining turquoise? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's someone's. That's a piece of jewelry. You know, a lot of times with you, Beth, um, you'll do the reading and it won't make any sense and it won't come through. But then later on, I'll find out something and I'll be like, oh my god, that's what Beth was talking about. Yeah, it's had like with the brothers. A lot of times that's happened many brother. times like my sea glass color <laughs> oh wow i love it um but i hear uh horses i'm seeing all horses running around me horses horses and riding horses we'll see more will be revealed i suppose doing, are you doing that when you go away no hiking scenery i want to get on a horse if, I, I i rode horses at summer camp and a right. horse stepped on my toe and i'm scared to Look. death that's the story. Your mom is, that's your mom. She would know that story. Yes. It'd be a story like that when and I'm seeing the horses. <laughs> and my that's mom's like, okay, when you go on your trip, stay away from the uh, horses. That's what she's saying. And by the time this drops, my trip will already be, I'm going on a spiritual retreat to Arizona and I'm so excited about it. Sedona, never been there. And by the time this drops, I will already have come back. So we'll see. I'm in nature there. Those horses is, is a memory of your mom's for you. And she knows I wouldn't know that. Okay. That's your mom saying it's me, Jen. I'm with you. Any what? uh anyone from my producer? You feeling anything from him? I don't know. Did he have a pop or somebody named Poppy or Pop or something? What's that coming in? Maybe my dad. My dad's in spirit too. Oh, was he called Pops? No. Well you asked about your producer, so that's where I would go. Yeah, He's a father over there. He's yeah, I don't know. He he doesn't like it when we talk about him. He oh, just likes okay. to push the buttons and make me look beautiful. So yeah, there you go. Um all right. A grandfather and there's a lot of technical mind connection with him and his grandfather. So I don't know what his grandfather did, but what'd your grandfather do? What'd your grandfather do? Is he alive? He was in the army, he's not alive. No, I know. Did you call not. him Pops? He called him Pops! <laughs> He said hello and he loves him. He says hello and he loves you, sweetheart. Oh, okay. So, and making a good point when we resist this, this isn't about everyone should has to, but this aligns to our nervous system, our connection to higher frequency, the spirit, the spirit world, God, universe. We'll call what you want. It's an alignment into our nervous system. It runs a a complete frequency electrically. You know, and so that connection takes it into more of that level where our system, our physical system needs that high frequency energy to align. Meditation. 
How does that play in and how does that help connect? I mean, I don't get it. It does it though, because let me tell you, every time I meditate, I feel, I feel that's the only time I can really feel close mm-hmm. to spirit meditation. Reiki, obviously, that's why I'm constantly with my, with my bowls and my tuning forks and, and going, people think I'm such a weirdo. Cause I'm always going like this. I'm going, always going like this, like this when I'm upset. No, you're not weird. I'm doing self Reiki. Yeah. Reiki. It helps me connect. Some people breathe. I- inner light, your inner light, energization, energy, energy, inner, inner light, energy. When you bring your awareness into your heart and you breathe, you energize the heart chakra, which is the highest frequency we hold as a human. Really? That's okay. where it is. This is our source of energy that will connect us straight to the higher eye and through the crown and up and run everything else down the, the rest of the show. <laughs> okay. So, uh, all right, here we go. This is, this, we're going to, we're going to go here. We're going to do it. I'm on medication for my depression. Um, a lot of people are uh, that listen to this show because a lot of us in recovery go for outside help. Um where I stand with my, with my meds, um, before I relapsed, I was in a severe depression and my meds weren't helping me. I've been on them for so long. Um, somebody in AA told me that they wouldn't sponsor me because I was on the meds and that it blocked me from the spirit. And I thought she was a friggin' bitch and I was pissed. And I was like, who the hell is she? She's not a psychiatrist. Soon after that is when I relapsed. I'm not sure if I was like, you know, um, I'll show you, I'll hurt me. You know what I mean? But, um, so the antidepressants, I think, and I talked with this, I talked about this with Amy Dresner, who's an addict and she has a book out, um, My Fair Junkie. She's awesome. She's been sober for like eight years and she and I just agree that the medicines, they help, but they don't cure, you know, um, I know you have very powerful, very strong views and let's preface by saying that this show is not a medical show. Don't take, don't take anything I say too serious, please. <laughs> but um, I, I'm like scared to bring it up. So you bring it up. I'm not bringing it up. You bring it up. All right. Well, you know, a personal experience as well, 30 years ago, um, and the understanding of learning about energy and spirit and, and all the things. I don't even say the word learning, letting it come and open to it, I started to see um, a repetitive experience in my channeling probably 17, 18 years ago, where I would get a lot of, at the time, mostly young people, and as young as 12, um, 12 to the 22, 28, 28 range. And I would always be getting this prescription pad or a bottle, and I would see the flat line, and I would see, these were the three things I would see, and I would see Picasso painting. I don't know nothing about Picasso except that he painted these abstract looking things, about all I knew, especially at the time. And when I did that, I was it would always come out that it would be a apparent suicide, alleged suicide, um, with a pharmaceutical in the system. There are many, I don't want to say any names, get anybody in trouble. Um, but these what I've learned and through my own experience that it happened many years before that, that I never aligned at the same time because I was doing hair back then and I was living in LA. And um, I had this experience where I went to the ER. So this is going to back up why I feel the way I feel if, if it's okay. So when I went to the, I couldn't breathe one day. I, 
hyperventilating. I didn't even know what hyperventilating was. But I went to the ER because I couldn't catch my breath and they gave uh, my tongue and it calmed me down, obviously. And they took a bunch of tests and said, are you doing any drugs? I said, no, it was yeah. a decade ago. Missed that one. <laughs> you know, there was no drugs, nothing in me um, at the time. So, you know, that was true. And then I, she said, you got to take these pills and go to your doctor and get more. And I'm like, well, what are they? And then will it help anxiety? And I said, well, what's anxiety? And then she says, well, are you depressed? And I said, no. And she goes, but you, well, you won't, you know, I don't want to hyperventilate again. So I figured I'd take five days worth just so I not hyperventilate. I, I knew I'd be okay. So I go home and I take the bedtime one in the bedtime one. I Was felt, it Xanax? Was it a benzo? It was Zo, Zola. Oh, Zoloft. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's Zoloft. Right. So it was an SSI. It wasn't, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, I worked with people on that and oh, those uh, are the worst, but anyway, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. But the, no antidepressants. That's what we all take a Zoloft Prozac SSIs. Yeah. Okay. So what happened and I'll try to, I'll shorten this as fast. What happened was it was the, after feeling weird that night and I fell asleep, I woke up in the morning. I said, well, I'm just going to take, you know, a couple more days worth took it in the morning and immediately felt weird, felt disconnected. It was my word, disconnected, felt like my hands weren't on my body. I said, oh, shit, and I threw it away. I said, I'm not taking that. That made me feel weird. 24 hours later, after only three pills in a two day period, I felt disconnected again. It wasn't hyperventilating. It was just a disconnect. My hands felt like they weren't on my body. It's something that the many, many, many of them have said. I felt like my, my body wasn't connected. And I, all of a sudden, I saw myself walk by in my apartment like a hologram. I walked by. Now, here's me. And then it did it again. And I'm like, <gasps> and, and, and people it, wonder why I wanted to play witchy woman. No, I'm sorry. And then I heard the voice, get your gun and blow your head off. And I went, the voice. And I went, what? And it yelled at me. Now, I had a loaded gun sitting right in my closet. And it yelled at me. I called a girlfriend. I said, get down here and get my gun out of my closet now. She lived 40 seconds down the hallway. She came flying into my apartment. By the time she got there, I had heard the voice again screaming in my head. I started to pray, pray because I knew I felt like I was leaving my body. And when my girlfriend ran in, I was literally, I was, I felt like I was floating to the closet where the gun was. I was still hearing the voice but I was hanging on like a death grip to my couch. And when she came in, I went, <gasps> and she, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. That was a split. When the frequency drops too low in your energy field, which affects your body, your spirit cannot inhabit your body. It separates. When it separates completely, the low frequency will take, the consciousness will go into that frequency and then you will act in that frequency remember i was speaking the evil that's where mm -hmm. that falls okay those medications have a very strong ability to, to drop people's frequency too low if you lose control that is the cases that i have seen over the years thousands it'll explain a lot of why some of the most beautiful creative people and i will say no names but they're all out there for us to know were on pharmaceuticals and committed suicide. They were going out of body. Chris they, Cornell? I feel. And his wife spoke on that. What it Chris Cornell? 
yes, one of, you know, touch so many lives, you know what I mean? And, and that, that passing so many people and yes, his actually, there was, his wife came out and spoke on a substance that he said he took extra of before the show and everything, you know, and that was right before. So that was Xanax, I believe. No, it was Ativan. Ativan. And Ativan is a very popular one for um, addicts in recovery um, because I know that because I've worked with so many with meditation and, um, and it's, and I've worked with people in nursing homes with that. And that's amazing when they get off of it, how much better they feel. Yeah, it's and, hard. Yeah. It's a benzo. And, and if there's an addict in recovery taking Ativan, um, I'm going to say, I don't, I, this is me personally. I don't believe that they're sober. That's, that's a, that's a narcotic. Yeah, it's, it is. And sadly, when you're in, I know a lot of people, when they go into rehab, they put them on these things. So they're staying to in detox. Frequency. Yeah. 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 Frequency. That's why people relapse. You're still in the frequency. That's the point. I always say, just look at it and say, I don't need you. This is temporary. Look at the medication. If you do have to take it and you feel you really need it, take it. But you can't just stop. And nobody would ever tell you that. I would never tell you that. That's what I did. And that's why I zapped out of frequency. And I didn't know that at the time. I didn't understand this. Spirit showed me. But you believe to be weaned, weaned off. Weaning off with doctor supervision, adding meditation. Meditation balances frequency. It mediates between your spirit and your personality to allow your personality to heal and catch up to the frequency of the higher nature, which is intuitive, creative, compassionate. It's cool in that frequency. Yeah. You know, it's a cool place to be in. It is. It's our connection. That's yeah. the bottom line. Um, I'm not going to even bring up ketamine therapy. I already did, though. Do you know what ketamine therapy is? No, what is that? Ketamine is like special K and they treat depression. You go, you can go to a doctor's office and tell them that you're depressed and they'll give you ketamine, which is like special K. And basically you'll pay like $500 for an acid trip and they tell you that it deals with your trauma. And if you're not an addict, I think it could be okay. I, I did it and I'm an addict. And what I did was I felt like I just paid a lot of money for a really, really upscale, great trip. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I did feel induced. It's not going to hold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like while I was under, I did feel like I was in the spirit. I got a sense of what it feels like to be in the spirit world. But whether or not that was, it's probably just the ketamine talking. That's why it messes it not messes, but it shifts consciousness. And when you look for drug, when drugs bring you into different levels of consciousness, that's what meditation is basically doing only naturally and safe. Yeah. I'm not anti anything, you know, I'll, you know, you know, I mean, I don't want that to come across wrong, but you know, I like to take a puff before I go to bed. I'm not going to yeah. lie, but I don't need a puff to function in the day. You know I mean? There's different vibe. There's different, areas you know well, you're of, one of those lucky people that could like smoke weed once in a while yeah and enjoy the release and not like me i smoke pot then i'm gonna be wake and baking i'm gonna be smoke like I, I i just can't you know yeah some people can't cross that line you know i remember i couldn't i remember when i couldn't have one glass of wine i had to have five you know mm. now i can have one you know so everybody's different people get to that place people don't get to that place i think well, yeah you're not, you're not a true at, you're not a true addict. Right. You're not. And, um, but I teetered on it. Trust me. When I oh yeah. You've experimented and uh, I you, every yeah. human is going to teeter in it. It's where we're going to go with that. 
But what's really tipped the scales are these legal, legal addictive drugs that they keep people on who are in recovery or trying. Yeah. It's okay. a frequency, you know, so you have to just honor it. Say, I don't need you. This is temporary. And, and usually in three weeks of meditation and doing that, you can most anyone I've worked with has reached to a doctor and said, all right, it's time to win. I've had people come to me and have to find new doctors because doctors said, no, you can never be off of it. And they're not functioning. They're not functioning and they don't want to be on it. But they, there's always a doctor that'll help. Yeah. I, I, doctors know nothing about um, addiction either. It's so funny. I mean, they just well, they don't they, know anything about addicts. So yeah. The pharmaceutical companies pushing. So sorry, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go running off my meds right now, especially with what no, I've been going no. through. Right. Right. Nobody. However, um, it's, it's very good information. Um, and I love talking frequency and even my son, when he was younger, now he's too cool to, to say this stuff, but we taught him at a very young age about this stuff. And he would, he'd be like eight and he'd be like, mom, this vibe is putting me in a very low frequency. <laughs> that though he trust me it's still running in his head he yeah, may not verbalize it but they know mm -hmm. i know my son is the same you know he's he'll speak in those terms and you know my zen mom don't mess with my zen yeah the room is not messing with your zen <laughs> so yeah so so i i always like to talk to people that are just getting into meditation because i i think sober exposure we we do have some pros in here but a lot of people come and listen to the show that are just getting into um, mental health, spiritual fitness, all that stuff. And so um, I get people coming to me all the time with questions about meditation. And I, I do meditate regularly and I, I study meditation and, you know, I'm a firm believer in it. It saved my life. But I net like my advice to beginning meditators are always don't overthink it. Don't think you're doing it wrong. And do it at the same time every day. Great advice because that helps. That keeps in the routine and you look forward to it. You look yeah. forward, you know, just sitting and breathing. First thing in the morning is a very powerful time. Like just keep your head on the pillow and slowly breathe for a few minutes. Go down to the lower belly, watch it relax. You, you know, usually eight breaths will do it. Can you do like, um, and if you're driving, don't do this, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you put us through maybe just like a 30 second or 60 second, just a, sure. a quick relaxation meditation, just so my newbies can see how yeah. it does shift the energy and frequency. Absolutely. And I need a little shift. So let's do it. All right. Cool. All right. Um, if you can and you're not driving, you can close your eyes. If, if not, just find a place to gaze at. And I want you to slow your breath. When you're breathing out, I want you to think of like you're blowing out a candle and being careful on the exhale. So inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Blow out that candle. Bring your awareness right to the inner light of your heart. You may see this light, feel, or just know. You can touch the heart area, touch it. Slow the breath. Drop down to the lower belly. Relax these muscles just by telling them. Blow that candle out carefully a little longer. Uh, 
Now breathe comfortably. Let that light fill your being. Your cells recognize your presence. Let it flow through you and around you, above and below. Just be aware of how you feel. I feel very relaxed and um, just that shift. It's amazing. Like, you guys, I beg you, if you're having a hard time and you want to use and you feel like drinking's an answer or something like that, just that right there. If I would have done that right there before I took the Kratom tea, I wouldn't have had to change my sobriety date. That's how fucking powerful it is. Like, I, like when you're doing it, and I was picturing when you said um, lower belly, it's because I'm familiar with chakras. I was picturing the orange light, you know, just getting brighter and brighter. And when you said touch your heart, you did a meditation once where uh, you brought us into our body and you had us literally touching our, our organs. Do you know that one? The mind body one. It's in my healing class. Yeah. Okay. That one was like, it was like, so what Beth would do is it was like, so if you have a, uh, I, I felt like I had a broken heart at that time. So you, you have to do it to experience it. But basically she brings you in your body and touch your heart. And then I, I pictured the green because that's the color that's the chakra is green, believe it or not, for the heart. Everyone would think it would be like pink or red. It's green. Mm. And you had us touching all the arteries and then you were mentioning parts of the body that I didn't even know. I'm like, I don't know how to touch that because I don't know where it is, you know, but uh, that was really freaking powerful. Instagram on that, like an Instagram little free meditation for people. Let's talk about it. Oh yes, absolutely. Shorts, meditation shorts, because I don't know about you guys listening, but just that right there. And that, and that was like, that was the scaled down version, believe me, of what, you know, meditation is. And when, when Beth puts you through meditation, that was a scaled down version. But just that changed my energy, you know, just that right there. So Your body will follow. The nervous system will follow. The frequency will raise. It's So it brings me again to a saying in AA, fake it till you make it, sort of, kind of. Mm -hmm. If I if I'm acting like I'm spiritual and if I play that part, then I'll be spiritual. Well, your frequency can adjust. You just got to watch the thoughts that invade. You know what I say about negative thinking? It's negative light. I love that one that you say. Yes. Yes. Say light. Add light. Add light to it. OK, I'm going to add light to that. I'm going to honor that thought. You suck. I'm adding light to you. Blow it out. I don't know. Have fun with it. You know, have fun with your spirituality. Yes, have fun with it. It's the coolest, and it's your natural place. So when you align to your natural place, your everything starts to balance. And believe in it. Like now, I'm getting really deep, and we're going to talk a little bit in circles. But so another thing that happens to me is, like, if I'm in a deep meditation, or if I feel something, or uh, and if I really feel like I'm connecting to spirit, I'll say to myself. Oh, that was just my mind playing tricks on me. That's not really spirit. Or, you know, if I'm trying to channel my, um, my, my, my guides or my angels, you know, and I'll get real deep and I'll feel like I got them, but then I'll be like, nope, that's not my guides. That's just my brain. That's my brain telling me, you know, like I don't, I don't just, I have a hard time just believing in it. 
that thought immediately. Just say, no, it is you. I know it's you. Thank you. Dominate that. Dominant. I, I Dom- do know. Dominant. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, oh, just say. Not. Yo, bitch, listen, you're lying. That, 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 well, yeah. Don't listen to yourself, Jennifer. I will tell you that every morning when I wake up, somebody taught me or I read this in a book or something to call your spirit. Guide, like if I wake up and I don't feel like working out. I mean, this is just like the minimal one. Um, you know, I call in my spirit guides. Give me the strength to get through the workout, you know, and then I always get through the workout. Because mm-hmm. you're aligning up to a higher frequency. And believe it or not, you're you're supporting you're your own highest self too. There are guides. There's always entity energies out there, and angel, there is. They're out there. They exist. But you're the one doing the physical act. Give yourself more credit when you make that. They're just saying, "Yay, she's hanging with us, so she's gonna go do it." You're still the one doing it. Okay, so we we do have free will. Our guy, yeah, yeah. Our our guides aren't right. Our guides aren't doing everything for us. But they are there to help us, correct? In that frequency, we are actually downloading what their frequency is. You see what I'm saying? Like when you, you know, uh, I hope that came across the way I wanted it to. Like you're in that frequency, so you'll naturally do what is for your highest good. And for people, I love to work out too. Working out is makes me feel great. You know what I mean? I align. Your body is sacred. Your body, we need our body to be human. You know, so we do the best we can with it. Hmm. Feels good to do that. So at the beginning of the show, it was Witchy Woman. Now the song I'm hearing is R.E.M. What's a frequency, Bethany? <laughs> Instead of oh, what's yeah. a frequency, what's Kenneth? A frequency? <laughs> yeah, my son has a friend, Kenny. And every time mom, Kenny's on the phone, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, God, that, that is your song, girl. So it was all about frequency. And as an ex-radio personality, when I hear frequency, when I think of that, I think of, 101.5, That's a frequency. Yeah, meet your mediums. Your, you yeah. know? Yeah. Awesome. So do you feel anything like do you, Halloween? Does that do anything extra for you? Do you feel any extra spirits? Is there well, such I mean, thing? I don't need any extra because there's plenty of them. <laughs> I love, you know, when they pop, you know, I don't mind. But I found since... When I learned, understood meditation, I wasn't such an open vessel that it would be scary. It would actually be more, they, they honor our boundaries. They don't want us to be on all the time. You know what I mean? I'm on most of the time, but they don't, they understand that. But when you recognize a soft, you know, a spirit of love and stuff, you don't mind. It's the ones that you don't get. And those are the ones that overwhelm. Yeah. And we, we tapped on that a little, but um When's your next inner light course? So Beth, I took, I, I took best inner light course and that's what we were talking about. Um, mm, where we went in and touched all that and stuff. So what, tell us about your courses. If you guys want to, um, get to know Beth better or whatever, or take one of her courses or do one of her, uh, guided meditations, which are phenomenal. Tell us how we can find you. Um, basically my inner light, uh, teaching.com website is the best way and of course i'm on instagram beth lynch medium 444 and um but yeah the website interlightteaching.com and i do everything pretty much virtual unless you're in my radius of florida now florida. yes um then it's i'm down here yeah live things at the elliott museum um that's going to start in october november and yeah so but anything i teach channel anything i do private meditation Grief counsel through meditation and spirit connection um, is can be done through Zoom remote. 
I recommend mine was Zoom. I recommend um do, there was something that we did that was like three hours over Zoom. It was just you yeah, and I. Class. Maybe that two was, hours. It was the inner light class. Okay, I took the private class. Yeah. You learn you learn the language of your own higher self, spirit, and just bring you into that space. The mind, body, spirit meditation is a game self changing. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, you also did a lot of readings for me, too, that were amazing. And my dear friend, Star, that passed over, um, came to me. I don't know if you remember, but. That's her, that ring. Right when you said her name, I saw that turquoise ring. Oh, Star? Star. Do you like jewelry like that? Star liked diamonds (laughs) and Louis Vuittons. (laughs) She she wouldn't. She she wouldn't wear a turquoise, but I am not wearing that cheap stone. Oh, my God. Well, maybe that's why she's saying she, it. Well, she, Star was the first one. I told you the story. Star is the one that I first did Reiki with when we were um, walking down Atlantic Avenue in Delray. And there was a crystal shop. And she, I don't want to go in there. And we went in there and she's like the most furthest spiritual person you can meet, you know, all about outsides. We went in there. We did Reiki and it changed our lives. Wow. Yeah, they had a Reiki circle, and she's like, a wedding circle? I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go to a Reiki circle. Let's go shopping, you know? And we did it, and it changed both of our lives forever, so. Ring, I hope it makes sense eventually for you. I know it's going to. Well, Beth, girl, I got to tell you something. If you're seeing a turquoise ring in my future, that does not make me happy. I want to see a big-ass princess cut five-carat baby. I'll keep manifesting. I have a feeling you'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. And I'm so glad that you came on for the second time on Sober Exposure. And we'll, of course, have you on for a third as well, um, where I think I'm going to want to dig really, really deep into like chakras and stuff. We'll do that. Cool. Thank you so much. I love you. Here for you, as you know. Yeah, I know you are, girl. I know you are. Beth Lynch, everybody. Sober Exposure. And have a great week. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast.